Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When the PlayStation first rocked up back in the day, or 1994 to be specific, it completely flattened the competition in the fifth generation of consoles. Ever since, Sony have established themselves as the kings of console gaming. The PlayStation's successor, the aptly named PlayStation 2, is the best-selling video game system of all time. A plethora of exclusives, power, nostalgia, and consumer loyalty behind them, Sony are pretty much going to wipe the floor next gen with the PlayStation 5, or so we think. But, this doesn't mean it's been all sunshine and rainbows for the Japanese giants. The history of Sony's PlayStation Wing is littered with false starts, bad ideas, and truly bizarre decision-making. Their back catalogue of cock-ups is numerous and laughable, and for a company so in sync with their audience, brand, and video game-based output, you'd think their track record would be squeaky clean, but alas. We love you, Sony, but someone pulled out the memory card during a save too many times. I'm Rich from What Culture Gaming, and these are nine PlayStation problems Sony want you to forget. Number nine, everything about the PS3's 6-axis controller. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Well, when the first DualShock launched in 1997 and 98 in Japan and North America respectively, game controllers were never the same again. It was followed by the DualShock 2 for the PS2, and then the PS3 got this. It looks like a DualShock, tastes like a DualShock, but buddy, it ain't a DualShock. The 6-axis got rid of the force feedback tech found in previous DualShocks and instead opted to ham-fist in some motion controls, in some vague attempt to combat the Wii. It was poorly executed, barely any titles supported it, and people wanted their damn vibration, Sony. Worst of all, the gyroscopic motion-sensing tech used in the 6-axis sparked a lovely old lawsuit, because we all love those. The makers of the tech had both Sony and Nintendo in a headlock, but not much came from it in the end, except the should-have-been-there-in-the-first-place DualShock 3. The 6-axis was quietly swept under the rug and we've not heard from it since, though the tech still exists as it was in the DualShock 3 and the PS Vita anyway. Other than that, we won't be hearing from it again, hopefully. Number 8. That $600 PS3 price point. Sticking to the 7th gen, the debut of the hugely anticipated PS3 was a masterclass in how not to reveal a console. Alongside the 6-axis blunder was the astronomical $599 price tag on the PS3 at launch. For a device competing in the entertainment sector, that was a truly absurd price tag. Irrelevant of the power, frame rates, resolutions, and games behind the system, very few were keen to shift 600 bones for this thing. This wasn't based in pure arrogance and greed though, hoping to dwarf the profits of the PS2, but one based in the fact the PS3 was quite a powerful system, utilizing some pricey, but very good hardware. 
Sony would have lost millions if the PS3 wasn't priced this high. The spec and R&D inflated the price, and that was that. So there was actually good reason as to why this price was so high. However, they didn't exactly announce it well. The former CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment, Ken Kutaragi, proclaimed that gamers will work more hours in order to afford the console. Yeah. Paired with the lackluster launch lineup, the PS3 crawled out of the gate. Thank God I bought the Xbox 360. Number 7. Releasing the PSP Go way too early. If released in 2019, the PSP Go would be quite the trendy novelty and fit in with the ecosystem we've now come to accept within gaming. However, back in 2009, the idea of an all-digital system was simply ludicrous. This was 10 years ago. Nowadays, we're used to digital stomping on that of physical media, but because of digital storefronts and breakneck internet speeds being relatively rare back then, the PSP Go was a big sign that Sony were just jumping the gun. However, that wasn't the biggest caveat in the system's relatively short lifespan. Since the system had no physical media inputs, the use of downloads to a single PSN account essentially region-locked the console. Not only that, but the internal rechargeable battery was fixed, so if you were one of the few that played their PSP Go so much that you wore the battery down, you wouldn't get very far in replacing it. I don't think I knew anyone who owned a PSP Go, and for good reason by the sounds of it. Still a shame, though. Number 6. The PlayStation Phone? Remember that pre-smartphone era of phones? Black slabs were already in, they were each running their own operating systems, and there was usually some kind of extra gimmick to sell the device alongside from the, at the time, humongous screens. Enter the Xperia Play, a Sony Ericsson phone-slash-PlayStation-ish hybrid released in 2011. Think of it like the PSP Go had an intimate affair with the Nokia N-Gage and then used the first edition of Minecraft Pocket Edition as lube. Yeah, enjoy that image, folks. This should have taken the mobile world by storm, but much like the Xperia Play's surrogate father, the N-Gage, it fell flat on its ass. Similar to its other parent, the PSP Go, it wasn't just down to the device not being wholly popular in itself. The system itself didn't have any access to a PlayStation Store, and instead just used its own knockoff Google Play-esque storefront. Not only that, there weren't many, if any, games to the system that just couldn't be accessed on any other Android phone. Just to kick it while it's down, even though it used the usual cross-circle, square and triangle face buttons of the PlayStation, Sony didn't go out of their way to market it as a PlayStation phone, and subsequently shrugged off the audience they were hoping to capture. Nicely done. Number 5. Making us pay for backwards compatibility. Thank you, Don Matrick, for making a colossal ass of yourself and botching the Xbox One's launch. It tripped and fell at the first hurdle. Sony slammed the Xbox One during E3, but thankfully Phil Spencer managed to hose off the steaming turd Matrick left on the brand. Xbox One backwards compatibility inclusion later down the line for the 360 and eventually the OG was huge. No extra charges, bung the disc in, get some updates, job done. Sony wasn't so kind in this regard, though. The PS2 could play PS1 titles. The first PS3 could play both PS1 and PS2 titles, but that was removed from the first and second revisions of the system. The PS4 launched with... nothing. Instead, PlayStation Now was introduced, meaning players had to fork out more to play legacy titles, but not the one they actually own, just a set library. To make matters worse, you could only stream them, so those with wank internet connections were a little bit stuffed. Only a handful of these titles could be purchased standalone on the PlayStation Store, but that wasn't enough to take down the blunt backwards compatibility the Xbox One had. It looks like Sony have learned their lesson with the PS5, as we're getting PS4 backwards compatibility for definite, and if we wish upon the shine of Kratos' head, we might get PS1, 2, and 3 compatibility too. Number 4. The PSN outages of 2011, 2013, and 2014 
Imagine being a multi-billion dollar international conglomerate and being hacked not once, not twice, but thrice. The cracks in cybersecurity Sony have, not only on the PlayStation side, is pretty laughable. Back in 2011, PSN was brought down for 23 days, and 77 million accounts had info stolen. Sony balls up even further by not actually notifying anyone until about a week after it happened. A few lawsuits later, and Sony had their face in the dirt. This happened again in 2013 and 2014, but nowhere near on the same scale. But it still happened. After 2011, you'd think the cybersecurity would be airtight, but alas, it looks like that colossal cock-up didn't make much of an impact on their security wing. Thankfully, things have been pretty stable since then. However, it doesn't mean it won't happen again. Change those passwords frequently, friends. Number 3. Completely wasting the PS Vita A wise man once said that the PS Vita was better than the Nintendo Switch. This man was Scott Telford. So I guess I'll hang on, just uh, just scratch off the word wise there. On paper, the PS Vita was everything needed to succeed the PSP. With a solid game library and graphical power, things still didn't fall into place for Sony's second foray into the handheld market. Releasing in 2011 and 2012 in Japan and the rest of the world respectively, the fresh handheld launched into the hustle and bustle of the smartphone boom, so dropping a $250 premium on a gaming-centric system just seemed off since every Tom, Dick and Harry had an iPhone with Candy Crush on it. As much as they tried to stick with the still-solid system, they pretty much gave up. It's still strangely popular in a culty way, just ask Scott, but it's still a shame Sony just dropped out of the handheld race. But then again with the Switch and upcoming Switch Lite kicking butt, I don't really blame them. Number 2. The PlayStation Move When 2006 rolled around, the Xbox 360 was already flattening the 7th gen. The PS3 was soon to launch, and no one could have preempted just how big the Wii's waves could be. Motion controls were in, and boy howdy did Sony and Microsoft try and cash in. Xbox pooped out Kinect, and Sony gave us some damn expensive plastic lollipops. PlayStation Move was actually more accurate than the pre-Motion Plus Wii, but it wasn't utilized anywhere near as well as the Wii's hardware was. Not only did you need to purchase the PlayStation Move controller for 50 bucks a pop, but you also needed the PlayStation Eye camera in order for it to work. Fans were excited to get their motion controls fixed, but shelling out another hundred odd dollars for the whole experience switched a lot of people off. Plus, it didn't have Wii Sports, so pff, who cared? The games were meh, and developers fell off actually producing titles for the input method. Thankfully, PSVR has actually taken off. Props to Sony for really sticking with it. Number 1. Refusing cross-platform gaming As we hurtle into the ninth generation, the big three are getting more pally, and it's honestly lovely. Seeing Sean Layden, Reggie fils I miss you already, and Phil Spencer all come together to kick off the Game Awards last year, it really made it feel like the console war was over. Who cared what who played on anymore? They're all doing their own kind of thing now, whichever platform you decide to go with was based in honest reasoning. Now, those barriers are falling. Cross-platform play is becoming a thing, even with PC thrown into the mix. I'm actually kind of looking forward to kicking Josh's butt in Modern Warfare this November, but it wasn't always this lovely during the PS4 era. Rocket League allowed cross-play with Xbox, PC, and eventually Switch, but Sony wouldn't budge. Fortnite allowed it across Xbox, PC, Switch, and even mobile, but Sony wouldn't budge. Microsoft and Nintendo saw an opportunity to poke the bear and released a cross-play Minecraft trailer to slap Sony across the chops with their enlarged cross-play dongs. And then, Sony shifted. While it's still in beta and there's only three titles supporting full cross-play with PC, Xbox, and Switch, the inroads have finally been laid for the PS5 to seize the day. As I said, Modern Warfare is getting cross-play later this year, which is awesome, but Sony was still difficult for a time. We just kinda don't know why. 
And that's my list. Were you one of the many amidst the big PSN leak of 2011, or did you get a ton of use out of your glowing lollipop sports games? Let me know in the comment section down below. Don't forget to subscribe to us here on What Culture Gaming if you haven't already, as we do all sorts of stuff all the days of the week. Check out our merch at the Teespring store, link below, and you can follow me on Twitter at PickupChangeToe. Right, plugging over, thanks for watching, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.